because like there's different chunks in it. So uh, I just, okay, first of all, welcome back. Also, if you're listening, I start, I'm going to start to do this in every class. You have to listen, you have to share, you have to teach, and you have to spread it. Um, I was talking to Sarah Rubin, and she's like, every time I'm talking to anybody, I'm like, she's like, in Tanya, and in Tanya. So I'm like, okay, fine. So at least we're, we know what we're, we're doing the right thing. We're in the right direction. So I'm not going to do like a full Hazara, but I'm just going to go back a little bit to these chapters of 41 to 50, because this is like a little bit of a separate chunk. Everything that we've been doing up until now has been leading us up into these meditations, kind of, because like... Everything, like, every time I speak about a concept, it goes back to the beginning. Every time we speak about, let's say, like, Chachma Bina, we're like, oh, chapter two, we talk about meditation. Oh, chapter three, we talk about this. It all goes back to those beginning chapters, and we're starting to see it, like, develop. So what we were talking about, let's say if we were to pick, like, two feelings that we were talking about for meditation, what would those be? Awe. Awe and love. Right, okay? And in Hebrew, it's... Avanira. right? So Avanira. So what did we say? What do we know about Avanira? Yira comes first. Yira comes first. They complement each other. One is kind of like the vessel to be able to carry the love. So that's why Yira has to go first. We said, Rashi's Chachma Yira Sashem. Yira, boundaries, or any of the words that we said for Yira, like inhibition, right? So what was the lowest level inhibition that, what was the lowest level of Yira that we discussed last week? Punishment, right? Like, so, so why would I then be filled with awe? Because why? Because I'm scared, because there's, there's, there's consequences, something's going to happen to me if I don't behave, right? So that's like the lowest level. Why is that so, why is that so low? Obviously, by the way, like if even we get to that, I think we're good. Like I'm, I'm okay if I get there. It's superficial. It's not coming from the heart. It's not coming from... It's coming very much... It's very immature, right? We spoke about, remember last week we spent a lot of time explaining concepts that are abstract and concepts that are concrete. Concrete is very easy. We start off with concrete, right? It's on, it's off. And then you're like, well, there's a gray area. Little kids don't understand a gray area at all. That's an abstract concept. So we set up one way to get our minds thinking and to get our kids' minds thinking is think about big, huge, abstract concepts and that will get you a little bit of feeling. So that was... 41, that was like a lower level. Okay, then what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about another two more levels of, of awe, of fear. And these are all things that if you think it, you will feel it, and then you will what? Behave. Then you will behave. Yeah. Exactly. Then you'll do it, right? You, we want to be well-behaved. That's what Tanya is teaching us. Tanya is teaching us how do I become the best version of myself by doing, with action. So I want to behave. So how do I get to behaving? Like... I love it because it's like, you think like behavioral is like, oh, it's like, a, it's like the hardest thing. It's the furthest thing. No, no, no. That's exactly what we should be thinking when we are meditating. We're like, we want to behave. Like, I want to be good. We all have it within us, but we want to. How do we get there? We're going to have to meditate. So we, we think it, we feel it, and then we behave. Exactly. Then we do it. Okay. So these chapters really are all what they're, these next chapters are doing. And we're going to do, we'll try to do two today is th- giving us ideas of things that we should think about in order so that we act correctly. Okay. Those are all the chapters. Okay. So now, um, there's this concept here, um, in, we're going to start with Mem Gimel 43, where he starts off by saying, the parak starts off by saying, Emein Chachma, Ein Yira. Emein Yira, Ein Chachma. What does that mean? I mean, you're any chachma. If there's no fear, then there's no knowledge. So let's talk about what do we know about chachma. Like, let's just go back to the beginning. 
Knowledge is power. What else do we know about Chachma that's more significant than knowledge? What is Chachma? Go back all the way to the beginning when we spoke about Chachma Binadas. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's like everything within one. one It's not necessarily focused. Yeah, it's not necessarily focused on one thing. It's it's an idea. It could be Yesh Me'ayin. It could be came from nothing, right? Like a burst of vastness, greatness, yes, from Hashem. So what we're saying in essence really is if I don't have boundaries, if I don't have respect, if I don't have awe, if I don't have fear, then then I'm not going to be able to get closer to Hashem. How do we understand that? Because those are the ideas that Hashem gives us. Chachma is like the first of ideas that Hashem gives us. Right, so if we want to access that Chachma, what do we have to do in order to access it? We have to be open to it. So we have to like carve out a space for Hashem. So Chachma here is really Hashem. If you think, if you think about it, if you want to get close to Hashem, you have to have Yira. So I'm in Yira in Chachma. But there's this saying that like I always hated when I first started like working in like the work field after like I got after I graduated college. I'm like, hey, I'm ready. I'm going to work. Like, hey, what do I do? I have a master's in like psychology. I'm so excited. No jobs. Like there was like a freeze in the board of ed and it was like, only if you're bilingual. I'm like, I speak Yiddish. And like, I remember like thinking my first job was like working at OHAL in like a, in a home. Um, I think I calculated at the end, like I had like negative $17 an hour, like after babysitting and after taxes and after traveling and like everything. And like, I remember thinking when I'm there, I'm like, this is so crazy. Like I'm just doing this to put this on my resume. Do you know what I mean? And then I worked at another place. It was like very little, whatever. It's because you can't get a job if you don't have experience, but you can't have experience if you don't have a job, right? You know that like, it's like a, you're like chasing your rat's tail. Like, how do you get it if you don't have, like, if you don't have it? So the idea here is, then in another place it says, so it's like, if you don't have fear of Hashem, you can't have Hashem in your life, right? You won't make space. The first one, let's go to the first one. If you don't have awe and respect and boundaries for who Hashem is, you're not going to be able to connect to Him. Why is that? What does Yira do? What's that like character trait that Yira does to us that will make a space for Hashem? Like, that, like, Hashem is so, so big. Hashem like, is so, so big, right? Like, Awe-filled, awe right? Like, not awful, awe-filled. And this is actually the first level of fear that we're going to talk about in this parak. That if you look back at the world, right? Like, you know when you're in camp and, like, you have to, like, sleep outside. I hate when they do this. Like, they it's make you, like, part. what? It's your favorite part? And then, like, you wake up in the morning and the dew is, like, on your face and your mattress is wet. And I'm always, like, why am I doing this? But at night, when you're, like, laying down there and you're, like, looking at the sky, like, what's everybody doing? What's everybody saying? Whoa. Whoa. Like, oh, my gosh, you see the stars? You find the Big Dipper? And I used to just lie and be like, yeah, of course you see the Big Dipper. You did it, yes. I'm like, hey, then I would have gone to Sternberg. Like, if I really want to sleep outside, like, I'll do that. Right. But like, let's say like you, you, you go on a plane, you look at the window and you're like, oh my gosh, Marabuma Hashem. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ch- lots of children home today. Um, so you say like Marabuma Hashem when you, when you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, this world is so big. It brings upon tremendous humility. That's really what Yira here, Yira is interpreted here as like, I'm making myself smaller for Hashem by recognizing that this is Hashem. Like, whoa. Okay, so that's the lower level of Yira, and he, and he refers to it as Yira Tata, which is like the lower level of Yira. Um, hold on, maybe there's another Tata. Like, it's Aramaic, like lower down. Tachas, yeah. 
Like, and the opposite would be ilah, which is like higher. Okay, so like there's yira tahta, which is the lower one, which is humility. Like, and also, by the way, with humility, it's so cool because if you think about it, whenever I'm like not humble, it's, when are you like not humble? What's like a moment where you're like, when you're good at something, when you're accomplished, when you feel good and you feel like you got this, you have a control, right? That, that, that moment that you experience is good, but it's not going to lead you to Yiras Hashem. Yiras Hashem is like, why are you saying no? no like, yeah. Right. Oh, oh, no. I was like, okay, maybe I'm not right. Not. No, the idea where Yiras Hashem, like there, there, there's no negative repercussions of having awe for Hashem. There's nothing bad that can come out of it. So that's how it has to start. That has to, that's how it has to be. And that creates the vessel for you to have Hashem in your life. But it is a lower level of, it is a lower level if you think about that. Like it's not coming, it, it's, it's a little bit higher than Ayn Ra Ozen Shamas, right? Because Ayn Ra Ozen Shamas is like, I'm just going to behave, I'm just going to be in my best behavior, I'm going to be a good girl. Now we're saying, oh my goodness, look at Hashem's beautiful world. This is amazing. I want to, like, I want to recognize Hashem. I want to make space for Hashem here. Um, sometimes I think about this, I, I forgot, it's like Kivian Tuki. It's like, you know, when you're davening, you're talking to Hashem, right? So automatic, do you know that song? Yeah. Yeah? It's a very special thing when you're talking to a king, when you're da- Yeah. So that idea of like when you're davening, talking to Hashem, what is that, what is that, like, what's the underlying theme of that song? The awareness of Hashem. Did nobody watch Kivian Tuki? Listen, watch. Oh, what? It was a tape. I'm like, anybody watch Kivian Tuki? It's a tape. I was like a drop. Kivi and Tuki, like, they were aliens, right? Were they aliens? Yeah. Like, kids listen to it every Yeah. They're aliens. I remember, by the way, when I saw the cover of the tape, I was like, they were like Teletubbies. Right, I know. They came from outer space. They came from outer space at country Yossi. It's very strange. We need to re-listen to it. That, my whole childhood was that, the magic yarmulke. Where's Zadie? When Zadie was young, the best. Marvel's Machine. I know. When Zadie was young. What? Where's Zadie? When Zadie was young, tale two, I could say it by heart. I was like, sometimes I call little rascals, but like, Shwakunda is like the longest Pesach. I never got into that one. I never got into the talking coins either. I was like, magic yarmulke, like all the way. Okay, sorry. This is just like, this is like, I always say, like, this is like my childhood. Yeah. This, you're learning a lot. Okay, so what does it mean? Like, what's the underlying message of when you're davening, talking to Hashem? As he was just saying, that it brings upon a recognition of like awe of Hashem when, and it causes you to behave better. Remember, we said everything is to cause you to behave. So one level is, I'm scared of Hashem, I'm gonna get punished. Another one is like, oh my goodness, Hashem, you are so great. I'm standing before the king of kings. You are amazing. I'm going to have a lot of awe for you. And then there's a higher level of Yira, and this Yira is referred to as Yira's. Boshes. I feel bad. I realized we did not remember. We didn't go back to the vocabulary words from last week. We talk about Yigiyah Sabasar, Yigiyah Sanefesh. So that, those were two ways to get to it. Okay, so now anyway, the, sec, the, first, the lower level of Yira is Yira Tata, which is the lower level is where I am in awe of Hashem's world. The second one, the higher one, is called Yiras Boshes. Boshes, what's the Shoresh of Boshes? Busha, right? What is Busha? Shame or guilt. Shame or guilt. Which one? Shame. Shame. Right. Guilt is, what is guilt? Feelings. You, you're about your actions, your deeds. But shame is you're embarrassed of yourself. Who you are yourself. Well, we, we could tell when we have therapists in the room, like, you know. Um, so the difference between guilt and shame is guilt is I'm, I feel bad about what I did. Shame is I feel bad about who I am. So, but like, really, 
we spoke about, like in chapters, I think it was like 34, how like, it's not real. There's no such thing as shame, right? What do we say? How do you, like there's, I don't either remember. <laughs> I don't either fully remember. I went back, by the way, to like, to listen to something, uh, to like class 10. It's not a Jewish thing, right? We don't believe in it. Well, right, kill, right. Kills, it kills the when you're focused on your shame. But by the way, here's the thing. So, yeah. ye, so this idea of Yeras Boshas is not a toxic shame. It's not a bad shame. It's actually a healthy shame. Okay? It's, it's an anivas, right? It's like a deep level of... Like where you come from, where you're going, basically. Where do you come from, where do you go? Oh, we got so many songs. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's what it is. It's like... Right. Where do I come from? I come from the dirt. So it's a shame of like... But to the degree where I probably don't even belong here. Like, I shouldn't even be here. Like, Hashem is so great that why am I taking up space in his world? Like, who am I to take up space in this world? It's I like, flip it. Like, how lucky am I to have this? Like, right. To me, negative. Negative, negative talk is not good. So, right. like, uh, right. how am I worthy? Like, more like that. Like, how, how am I, am I worthy? I like that. It's like the, the words of Nishmas, like the... Oh, wow. Yeah, right. That's an, a place where like we We're have no muckum to stand here because you are so great. But that's cool. So this is Yeris Boshas. This is Yeris Elah. This is a higher way of connecting to Hashem. Why? Because it's a way of recognizing that I just want to dissolve into the oneness of Hashem. Like I just want to be one with Hashem. Remember when we were talking about the sun rays and we were talking about how creation itself is really not real, right? It looks like it's real. It looks autonomous. It looks like it's happening. It looks like we're walking and we're driving and we're going to work. But really, if you would trace that, you know, traffic lane that you're in all the way, all the way back up to the sun, there's no traffic in the sun because everything is one in the world, in the, in, in the sun. So too with Hashem, it looks like there's things happening here, but really it's all swallowed up into one. So if I look at myself in an anivistic way or in a way of like, oh my gosh, Hashem, you are so great. How, how could I be here in your presence? You will automatically come to a higher level of awe because you'll, you'll tap into that concept of bittal. Remember we spoke about bittal, bittal, and, and this was like one, I mean, Shay's Taub has a lot of things that I like, but one of them is like bittal is be the tool. I want to literally be a Merkava, a conduit for Hashem, that I'm so clear that it's almost like I'm not existing. That's that idea of Yeras Boshas, that like I'm so, not that I'm, I'm embarrassed, I did something wrong when I was a kid, I, I lied or I cheated or I stealed, I'm, I am a liar, right? Like you think these things in your head. No, don't think that. That's not, that's, that's bad shame. That's not shame that we want to connect to. The shame that we want to connect to is that like, I can't believe I'm like here, like you're so great. How could I even be taking up space? Empty me out to a place where all I am is a conduit for you. We're asking Hashem basically to empty us out, to be like, take the sun rays and bring them all the way back into the sun. Yeah, that's their better word. I don't think she means. So it's it. So listen, with English, it never nothing ever really translates nicely into English. I, like unworthiness, getting rid of gaiva. Yes. So that's a drop of love. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. It's getting there. These level, these foundational so levels of year are getting us to Abba. How am I so lucky? Like, I am how am I worthy? How, like, right. how, like, it's definitely more tough. It's a very high level. Like, like why, why Some people never get to like, this level of year. Like, this like one's much higher. Like, I imagine like, like a big 
Right. 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 You know, it's uh, somebody who like, like they talk about themselves in third person. Like, you know, when you like talk to Rebbe, will Rebbe do this for us? Right. I'm always like, what are they saying? Like, what is that third person? That's like, I am nothing in front of you. Like, you are. Um. Bittle. Humility. Bittle. Bittle is like a very powerful tool that we've been bringing up, and this is one of them. Like, you, when you give up from who you are and stand here in this world, it takes a lot of courage, like, to say, like... Like, no ego. No ego. That's what it is. Making space. It's It's like... Right. Oh, we're stuck on the word busha, but it's a healthy busha. It's not. It's not. It doesn't bother me. It's a shame. Shame. Right. So let's say... Thing. That's how it translates, right? I don't think you could really go with the English translation. Right, that's what I'm saying. This is not one of those ones with the good English translation, but it's a yira ilah, and it's not just inhibition. It's not just I want to behave. It's actually I just want to be one with you, right? The lower level, yira tata. Alignment. I like that. Yeah. And then, and then, and then you're able to be a markava. Then you're able to be a conduit because you are First you have to align, and then you can... Hollow out. No, you have to hollow yourself out. Right. It's part of hollowing yourself out. I know. We have to go back. I know. The the dictionary. Right. I don't feel like that's the whole point. Right. Like our our human American, whatever you like, our interactions don't have a translation to Hashem. So it's like we're, we're putting our own experiences as like how we're relating, but like maybe it's not. Right, right, right. Like it's not because we're not because like it's hard to see. It's, it's a very hard concept. Is that because I'm wearing a consensus, so I have busha? Is that the same idea? No. So one second. Wait. Let Let me explain what we're saying. Remember who we said that ein yira, um, ein yira, ein yira. Right. So if you don't have no, we started off by saying ein yira ein chachma. That if you don't have fear of Hashem, if you're not a drop in awe of Hashem, then you can't connect to Hashem. You can't connect to Hashem if you don't have awe of Hashem. But then we said, If I don't have that high level of chachma, of connecting to Hashem, then I can't be fearful of him. I can't be in awe and respect of him. So it goes both ways. It's like you can't get a job until you have experience. You can't have experience until you get a job, right? It goes both ways. If you, do, you need to have yira in order to have chachma, you need to have chachma in order to have yira, but they're the two different types of yira. The low level of yira is the higher level of yira is im'ein chachma ein yira. The, the, that I need to be connected to Hashem. I need to be perfectly observant in the Torah. I need to follow Hashem. And that's when I feel those feelings of, oh my gosh, I'm nothing. So yes, What's by me mean? putting on tzitzit and me putting on yamka, me benching left and me connecting to the mitzvot, I will then, that's chachma, like i.e., like chachma is connecting to Hashem in that perspective. Then I will become fearful. Then I will hollow myself out for him. So it goes both ways. It depends where you want to start, but I would suggest by starting with the bottom one. The bottom one is, I look back, Hashem, your world is amazing. There's beautiful stars. Yes, there's dew on my face. The dew is beautiful. This is amazing. I'm going to connect to you because you are so great. That is a lower level because it still involves like just looking at the physical world. The higher level is saying, oh my goodness, there is no world. There is no world. It's just me. I mean, it looks like me, but it's not. It's just Hashem. Hashem. I'm sorry. It's just Hashem. Hashem is literally in me. I just want to make space for Hashem. So you have like a double-edged sword. It's coming from, one's coming from the bottom and one is coming from the top, okay? The lower one is I am going to cultivate the feelings to meditate. 
And then the higher one is I'm going to connect to Hashem and then I'm going to realize how great he is. Does that make sense? Okay, so one is Yeratata, which is like the lower one, and then the higher one, which comes with developing your Chachman, you're connecting to Hashem, and then realizing that you are nothing. We are just a ray that can be traced back into the sun and I'm nothing, and then I can delve into it. So... That's your sposhas. Yeah, that's like saying that I'm really like, I don't even belong here. Like, why am I taking up your space? Why am I taking up your time? Why am I taking up your space? So you could go, people think like, oh, you can go to a very extreme and be like, fine, so I'll just kill myself, right? But we spoke about this because that means, that's you being selfish. That means thinking that you have something. Okay, so these are the two levels of, the, lo- the levels of awe. Then what we're going to do is now a little bit is we're going to say, and, and before I get into love, he just goes through this concept of a little bit more of what chachma is. And here in this concept, chachma is made up of really two words, which is koachma, which is the potential of the unknown. So that's really like Hashem is this concept of chachma. Hashem is, you know, it says like, um, someone who knows everything. Chachma is that having a sensitivity to bittal. Because Chachma is that initial idea. So in order for that initial idea to come, and it comes from nothing, you have to recognize that there's Hashem in this world. Who put that idea in my head? Who made me act like this? Who made me think like this? Who made me do all that? So that idea of Chachma being uh, that, that level of being able to connect to Hashem, you want to do it on both levels. You want to do it on a low level and then a high level. Okay, do we understand this? Take out shame. We're not going to do it. Okay, now we're going to go to... A little bit more about, and this I'm excited about, a little bit about love. I feel like we've been giving a lot of focus on, we've been giving a lot of focus to Yira, and now I want to talk a little bit about love. And love is very, very important. So one thing we know is that fear is a precursor to love, right? Okay, now let's, let's, now let's talk about love, okay? So we spoke about, um, did we ever speak about love at all? Do we, do we mention love? What am I saying? What was that? Ava Mr. Terrace. What was Ava Mr. Terrace? That you don't have it in you from your, like, forefathers. It's like an inheritance that you have within you that you got from your forefathers instilled in you that you can pull out at any moment to push an emergency button. That's the emergency button. So we spoke about this concept of Ava Mesuteris, but like we didn't get so much into it. So now let's talk a little bit more about love. So the cool thing about love is that some of the loves that we were given, some of the love was just given to us and some of the love we developed. So where when we spoke about um, Yira, we spoke about the, that you have to like cultivate it through your feelings. With Ava, you also do. So there's two types of Ava. This actually brings us to another song. Um, it's also on that album of the, everybody has, I'm going to send it. And it's Everlasting Love. I think Etan Katz sings yeah. it. And yeah. Everlasting yeah. Love, yeah. right? So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about these words. And then I was like, what? It's a song? And then I'm like, actually, it was Torah. And then they made it into a song. Um, okay, so the first one that we're going to talk about is Ava Rava. Ava Rava is similar to Ava Mesuteris, which means that it was given to us. And it's an abundant love. It's a great love. I know. We should have, we should have a choir. We should make a Tanya choir. <laughs> it's always. What about, and do you listen to that other one also, the Zusha one, All Worlds? Because that's Mamali Kal Amim, Sovil Kal Amim. That's also, that's a way to develop awe of Hashem. And this one is a way to develop love of Hashem. So now we have two songs to listen to when we're ready to meditate. You never post them, though. I know. I say I'm going to post them. I know. Call me out. No, you have to call me out. I need to be held accountable. No. I am making a playlist. I'm going to make a playlist. So you have to hear that. Okay, so the two levels of love. So the first one is Avaraba. Avaraba means 
Ava means Rabba, right? Like a lot, abundant, right? Great love. The second one is Ahavas Olam. Olam. What is an Olam in Hebrew? A world, right? So it's a worldly love. It's something that lasts. Okay, it's this worldly love. It's an everlasting love. It's an eternal love. Um, an olam is like a world and a love that comes from the world. So it's a worldly love. So we have avaraba, which is a higher one. Okay, it's a great big love. It was given, gifted to us. And then we have ava, avas olam, which is an everlasting love that we work on. So the avaraba, the gift that was given there, it actually says that avaraba is something really only great tzaddikim could develop and tap into. We spoke about this idea that we can have tzaddik-like moments, so don't be discouraged. Like, you can get to this place of avaraba, but avaraba is like the last rung. It's like the highest level of ava that one can receive, and it's something that was gifted to you, but it's something that, it's like he's, like, um, Shay's tab said, it's like a taste of what, like, the neshama will feel in the next world. It's like pure bliss. That's what avaraba is. It's something that comes after everything is perfect, you're going to feel Ava Rabba. It sounds like you don't have to work for it. It's just there. Yeah, it's just there. It's all, like that's more like pure alignment. Pure alignment. Like, Once you reach like the highest level. Like, right. Ah, Zen, bliss, perfect, whatever we imagine, like, Olam Haba. Zen is more like empty. Zen is empty. And this is like filling. Filling. Right. Like we spoke like about. the difference between. Right. You're a, uh, you know other meditations and meditations. Right. So here, like the Yira one is more of like a humility filled and it's the Ava one is more of like giving, a filling of abundance, of being able to give. Okay. So it's more, it happens to be a little bit more masculine. More like it's a, like floating. Like you're above. I, can't, I, can't I know. We need to do like, <laughs> so just like some imagery. You imagine it's like above. It's, it's the way that he described it is what your Shama is going to feel like in the next world. Like to me, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever that is. It's a little bit more masculine because it's more of like, I want to get closer to you. I want to give to you. Whereas Yira is a little bit more restriction. I want to make it's, space I mean, for you. To me, what I, if you look at imagery, like, right. it's more like Yira is like hollowing out and, and Ava is like, like filling up like a hot air balloon, like floating up. You know, like... Right. That's a good imagery. I know. I like that. Um, okay, so here, when he explains Avas... So, so Avas... Ava Rabba, something that was given to you. Avas Olam, he explains it the way he explains it. He said it's the transient property of, of love. Like, I, I, whenever I study math with my kids, I'm like, you're never going to need this in your life. Don't worry. But this one, actually, of course, he brings it up. It's like, if A equals B, then B equals C, then A equals C, right? That's the transient idea. So he says, Avas Olam, what you do is you look at the world and you say, oh, you see all the stuff that bring me joy, the things that make me happy, the things that I love? Who made all that stuff? Where did this come from? Oh, this came from Hashem? Oh my goodness, who is he? I need to get to know him. So, by the way, the prerequisite for this is that you need to be a person that loves things. You know those people who are like, like when it comes to dieting, and they're like, well, I'm just like, I don't love that. I don't like food. I'm like, man, you not like food. Like, I remember having this conversation with somebody. I'm like, what does that even mean, I don't like food, right? So you have to be a kind of person that likes things. You have to be a worldly person to be able to experience this. But what you do is you look at the world, and you're like, oh my gosh, I love the smell of like fresh coffee in the morning. I also love the smell of nail polish. I don't know if anybody's into this, but like for me, I know it's like the weirdest thing. I know you do. 
a little bit, like even though I say I don't like it, no, not pink. Much more nail polish, a little bit. Right, like. Okay, so, um, what could you do? Okay, thank you. Um, okay, so he, basically he's saying that you have to love things, okay? So whatever your thing is that you love, like if it's a jog or if it's a walk or if it's nail polish or if it's coffee, if it's like cronuts, like whatever it is, when you are in that place of like, oh my gosh, I love this, you have to say, wait, who created this? I want to get to know the person. I want to connect to that person. So what you do is you look at the world, you say, he's the one who created it, now I love it. Okay, that's Avas Olam. I look at the world. So, like, if it's Bravo Pizza, it's Bravo Pizza. Like, that's what it is. That's going to bring me closer to Hashem. But, and it's interesting, if you think about it, there's something similar to the lower level of awe and the lower level of love. And I what thought, is that? I thought we said we have to remove ourselves from physicality to, like, the lower level of Yerah to... Oh, right? ooh, she remembers it. Yerah's so, ha, ha, ha Nefesh. No, yeah. Yigias habasar. No. Yigias habasar was removing ourselves from physicality. It wasn't yeah. removing ourselves from from physicality. It was more like, give me a barometer. Like, how physical am I, and can I let loose a little bit of it so that I can connect more to Hashem? Here, we're saying there are worldly things out there. There are things that there are ways for me to connect to Hashem through this world. I'm going to tap into that to help me bring me to a place of meditation connect. where I will connect on a, to a love to Hashem in a loving way. So there are similarities between the lower level of awe and the lower level of love and what is that you have both of them you have to you have to be open you have to look at the world you have to be a worldly person like you have to like not that I'm saying you have to know what's going on everything in pop culture or whatever but like you have to be involved in this world you have to be somewhat connected we're not saying totally disconnect from this world and float up and 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 bitto like here it's a way of like less self-absorbed and you don't notice Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be a dropless. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So in Yira it manifests as bittel, and in Ava it manifests as appreciation. appreciation, connecting. Right. Connecting to this world. Okay. So you think about the fact that Hashem made that, and whatever it is, you love that. You take that love that you feel towards the pizza, and then you di- direct it towards Hashem. And you say, okay, I'm going to bring this love to Hashem because he was the creator of all of this. So those are the similarities of it both being a worldly person. Okay. Then we said, then what we're going to do is now we're going to move on to the higher one and we're going to explain in the next chapter. The higher one was Avarabha, something that I don't know how to attain. It just comes to me. It's too much. It's a lot of information. I know. It's a lot of, a lot of like terminology. We're trying to go a little, sorry, we're going a little fast. Sorry. It's not even reachable, but we're going to talk about now in the next chapter of how it is, how it is reachable. But the way that we describe it. Love for us or love for Hashem? Zavarava seems like love for us, not... Right, it almost feels like a little bit of flipped, right? It almost feels like Hashem is giving it to us and then it it boosts us. It's like a shared love, yeah. That's the bliss. It's so nice that there's so many different things to look at in the world. Like, look at food, you can look at me, you can go shopping, you can look at things, and you can use all of that to be like, look at these leather on these Chanel booties. Exactly. Yes, I agree. It's part of it. It's all part of it. It's not like, she was saying you could look at anything in the world and you could be like, oh my goodness. Like, not just food, not just like, Came from yeah, Hashem, nice right? It is. Where the material, where the, like, like, the, 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 the art, like right. people who are aesthetic people, 
easier time tapping into this. Some people are just not into like. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to be a person that like appreciates an these things. Person, like, yeah, a creative person or someone who appreciates art or beautiful things. It's much easier for them to tap into this. Right. Because like a lot of times, like we were taught, or maybe you're just a, more aligned to being like. You know, like, let me sleep on wood. You know, like in Pirkei was like, sleep on the floor, sleep on straw, not have anything. And that's something that we're taught. And you can connect to Hashem like that. But somebody who appreciates things in this world knows exactly what to do. Like, I'm going to direct that love to connect to Hashem. Connect to Hashem with abundance. Yes, I know. Because you're an aesthetic person. Right. So basically, you're saying, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? No, I'm actually, that's actually not me. As long as they're using it. 100%. You direct it to Hashem. Like, no, no, you don't. You have to be a worldly person to 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 get to this. Okay. Diamonds are in nature, so I connect with diamonds. Diamonds are in nature. We're all worldly. I don't think we have to worry about anybody here. Okay, fine. So now we're going to take this one step further. Okay. So there's these two. So we spoke about two levels of awe of Yira, two levels of love, and now we're going to bump it up one more, and we're talk a little bit more about love. Okay. So there's now within the two types of love. Okay, we'll start actually with the higher love and then we'll go down to the lower love. Okay, so we'll say like this. We discussed that there's avas olam in the sense where that is intellectually generated. Avas olam is I'm looking at this world, I'm going to generate it an idea and say, wow, who created this beautiful color nail polish? It was Hashem. I love him. I love the nail polish. I love Hashem, right? That's avas olam. Then there's that one that was given to you. That's avas Avaraba, right? That's given to you. Now, what we're going to do now is we're going to take those two and we're going to make them into like. Not everything created is okay. No, not everything is created is okay, but if you peel off the clipas, it usually is. Almost everything. Okay, well, let's understand Avaraba. Okay, let's understand it for once. It's given to you. It's something that's hardwired into you. It's part of you. So he, let's let's get into it right now. We'll say like this. Like a moment happens and it comes. Let's say a moment we have a child, and that could be the avaraba. Like in that moment, we could experience that. No, that's yeah, still that's like I love this baby. I love Hashem. Let's try to understand it like this. Okay, so he explains um, in. Okay, so now we're moving on to forty-four. So he explains that the first kind of love. Is something called he says the Hainu Mashakas of Hazor. This is from the Zora Al Pasak Nafshi Ivisicha Balaila. My soul, I have desired you at night. So he says, just as your nefesh, okay, just as your soul, okay, and your ruach, okay, your nefesh, your neshama, that's your ruach, clings to your body and the body loves them, so too a person must love the blessed one and cling to him. You have to love Hashem as much as your body loves your soul, meaning to say that as much as you love to be alive. You have to love being alive, and then once you love that, then you love Hashem. Um, think about how many people nowadays don't love being alive. Think about how many people today don't love their lives. And that, by the way, like I always think about, like it, and he was explaining the Shays to have that, like you think during the time of the Balatanya, people were like, oh my God, I hate my life. They're like, no, I'm so happy. I was not killed in that crusade last week, you know? Like nobody ever felt like, oh my goodness, like I, I can't get through another day. I'm alive. There's no line for bread. I can eat food. I'm good to go. But the problem is that in today's generation, there were. But in today's generation, as we get closer, there's, there's a concept of like, oh my gosh, I don't love my life. That is, by the way, and we spoke with this a few times, it is a little bit selfish or not mentally fully here, you know? But this idea of like, I love my life. I realize who gave me life. It's from Hashem. I'm so grateful to be alive. I think about it at night. It says, my soul, I've desired you at night. When I go to sleep at night, I know I'm so grateful when Hashem returns my neshama back to me. I'm so grateful to be alive, okay? People, like we said, people don't 
understand that and they don't feel it, but it's something that we need to develop. The basic concept of having life and like sometimes you only feel this when your life is threatened or your life is jeopardized and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you want to live. Like, look what's happening now. Like I saw this and in my heart, like I, I can't, like they put up these speakers to like call out to the hostages. They're like, we're here. We, don't worry. We don't stop thinking about you. And I'm thinking like, we love life so much. Like, look what it took. Okay, obviously there, there, there's a war happening right now, but the fact that when our life is threatened, we will do anything to stay alive. We will trade hostages, we will trade prisoners, we will do whatever it is because we understand what it is to love life. And sometimes when it's jeopardized, we feel it a little bit more, but this is something that we need to think about. We have to think about, I am so grateful and I'm so loved by Hashem because he gave me back my life, okay? So this is still, like I said, this is still a little bit of the lower one and we'll get to the higher one, okay? Sorry, there's a lot of terms this week, okay? There's teachers so who like... Yes. That, that everything will and everything, everything will, will be, be understood. Like you'll see the earthquake and you'll see like, oh, that's why that happened because Hashem made sure that that happened so that that could happen. You'll understand that. But now we just have to say it looks bad, but we know that it's good. That's that's it. Does that make sense? Okay. Like Chase um, says, when you get like when you give a child, you could give them a truck that's worth twenty dollars or like a twenty thousand dollar check, but like. Five-year-old kid doesn't want your piece of paper. Right. But He's like, like giving the truck. If he was right. a 20-year-old, he'd be like, yeah, I'll take that check. So right. you have to, like, you know that we're not, we don't have that maturity and that understanding right. of what... We so have to develop it like. more, right? It looks like one thing, but really it's worth a lot. Right. So we don't fully know. So, yeah. I'm probably didn't verbalize So when we see something that, like this, that seems bad and we don't understand, so is it like a, should lead us to Europe? Saying Hashem has a big plan, I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah it probably would. It probably would. Yeah, there's so many levels of year. We're not going through all of them, but there's so many levels, but that's probably one of them. Yeah, so we're doing like the two basic ones, but there's, there's more. Like we said in the beginning, like there's so many flavors of connecting to Hashem. There's so many ways. And some people, like Aaron was like, I want to connect to Hashem in abundance. Like some people want to connect to Hashem in a forest. Like not in a forest, forest is abundance, but like in a desert where there's nothing. So it's like kind of tapping. And we're also in different stages of life. We're going to use different ones. Sometimes you're going to feel Ava, like Ava Solom. Eventually we're all going to feel it, but I'm telling, I mean, Ava Solom, no, we all could get to. Ava Rabba, something that we could tap into, but we'll get there, but everything on a different day. Okay. So let's get through these. Sorry. So the, the, the first one is like, I'm so grateful to be alive. I, like at night, my soul is so grateful that I know you're going to come back. I know you're going to give me back my neshama. 
I know you're going to be back by the Sham in the morning, and then I'm going to be able to do all the things that I need to do. Okay? So my soul, he says, my soul, I desire you in the evening, and when I lay down to rest, and I yearn for Koach, I want my life force back. I want that. That will fill me with love. Then the second type of love, the way that he explains it, is it's also like from the Zohar, so it's not in Hebrew. He says... Um, so this is what it says. It says, like a son who exerts himself for his father and for his mother, whom he loves more than himself, more than his own nefesh, ruach and neshama. So there's this phenomenon that kids have, and I think about this all the time, like where does this come from? That kids want to please their parents. Like they want to give them their parents nachas. They want to be like, look what I made, right? Like on the lowest level of like, oh my gosh, I took all the Jenga pieces and I made a tower out of it, Right? To a higher level, like, look, Ma, I graduated college, right? There's that feeling that we have. I do this all the time. I'm like, Ma, did you watch my class, right? Like, why is that? Why do I have that sense where I want to show my parents, I want to make them proud? Where does that come from? And by the way, that is like an innate thing. Even though there are people who are going to say like, oh, I hate my parents, fine, okay. And there's like a sad reality that there are people that feel that. And, and I don't think anybody, like Shay Stapp was saying, like, I don't think anybody who says that, like, feels good about it, you know? There is a natural... It mirrors our relationship to Hashem. It mirrors our relationship to Hashem, so explain. We want, we want to make Hashem proud. So our relationship to our parents is our understanding of what we want our relationship to. We want to do that to Hashem. We want to give. We want to give Hashem nachas as much as we're like, oh, I'm my own little being. I'm my own little creature. I have my own little family. No, bottom line, we're doing everything for Hashem. Everything that we're doing is like almost like sacrifice. We're saying, Hashem, look, look what we're doing. I say this all the time. Like when I'm like, we're sending our kids to yeshiva. We're sending our kids for forty thousand dollars to the best yeshivas, right? And then like Jewish camps, we're doing all that because we want to make you so proud. Look at this. Look, look how I am. Look at me. I'm wearing my tzitzis. I'm benching left. I'm doing Shabbos candles, right? Everything that I'm doing is for you and. That is a feeling that fills me with love. So with these two, when you feel that feeling, you have to, when you feel that feeling of pleasing a parent, immediately you should harness that to bring it towards Hashem. Say, this is how I want to feel with Hashem with my things. So the, the, the first idea is that, and that, by the way, is something innate that you're born with. So we're saying, just like Ava Masuteris is something that's laying within you, Layton, this feeling of I want to please my parents, I want to make Hashem, I want Hashem to be proud of me, is innate. So as much as you're saying, oh, it's the highest level, there's no way I'm going, I'm going to be able to reach us, this is a tzaddik-like thing. No, you have it within you, somewhere inside of you, that you want to please Hashem. You have to tap into that. And when you find that, you direct all that love to Hashem. So it's a very, like we said, it's a very hard level. Mostly only tzaddikim can get to it. But when in, don't disqualify yourself. Don't say like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it there. I could. I can get to a place where I'm, I'm doing it just for the sake of Hashem. So let's just like, we'll do a quick recap and then I'll leave space for questions. So we, when we looked at these two chapters, when we looked at Mem Gimel and Mem Dalad, what we were saying is that there's two types of awe. There's a lower level of awe and a higher level of awe. The lower level is, I look up at Hashem, I look up at the sky and I'm like, Hashem, you are amazing. This is incredible. I cannot believe how you made all these. How'd you make the Big Dipper? Where's the recipe? Like, what'd you do, Right. Then the higher level of Yira is all of a sudden I tap into what? What's the higher level of Yira? Yira Elah. Where I realize that, oh my gosh, I think that Hashem created this gorgeous world. There's actually no world. It's just all Him. It looks like it's a world, but it's just Him. So that leads you to Bittal. That leads you to making space for Him and letting Him just flow through you, let him, you're, let, making yourself a conduit. Okay, then we spoke about two levels of Ava. The lower level of Ava is what? 
Avas Olam, which is a way for me to connect to Hashem through love by looking at this world, by finding the things that I love in this world. You're going to see me at the gas station now. <laughs> the gas station, nail polish, the one spa, right? You love those things, you're going to direct it to Hashem. And then lastly, the highest one is this idea of Avaraba, where it's kind of given to me, it's built in within me, because I want to just please Hashem, like that son who so wants his father there at their graduation or at that play. I still hold my mother to this. She missed every single play. She was always late. It was like not good, right? But I just wanted to make her proud, right? That feeling of like, kind of like showing off for somebody, like in a way of like, I am so proud of you. So, Ava Rabba, so why is it? So, it's it, that one is given to you. You just have to find it. You have to tap into it. When you find that, that's the highest level. So, within Ava Rabba and Avas Olam, those two work both ways. They're like, like I said, it's like a hybrid. One leads to the other, and the other one leads to you. In both those scenarios, there's something that's given to you. And in both those scenarios, there's something that you have to do to evoke it. One of them, it happens to be in you, I just have to scratch it away right? The Avas, Avaraba is here. I just have to find it. The Avas Olam, I have to look outside and gather up all the things, right? That I love and then bring them towards me. So it's like yin yang. They both come. One, one is not without the other. The same thing with the Yira, right? They both are ebb and flow. It's crazy. I was just studying with my daughter this week, like anatomy. She got a 42. So we're great. We're very happy. Even though she didn't get it, I learned so much about the heart. And I was like, this is crazy. Like the two parts of the heart, the right ventricle, the left ventricle. And like some blood goes out to the right. Some blood goes to the left. Some goes to the heart, like to the lungs and some goes to the brain. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't stop thinking Tanya because this is really how it is. These feelings get recycled. One is in here and then you give it out. One is out there and then you bring it in. That makes sense? Yeah. Okay. So we'll end here. Um, Thank you all for joining. Sorry. I was like, I'm going to.